Hi, welcome to Eva the Relationship Maker podcast. And today we're going to talk about AI. And I put my tin hat on so nobody can go in my brain and read my thoughts. That's going to be the future, I suppose. <laughs> anyway, it's nice to see you, Nanny, again. It's nice to see and you. I'm so looking forward to this subject. I did so much research and I'm like, okay, uh, should I be scared or should I be happy? Should I be excited? So uh, would you like to introduce yourself just a little bit? And after we're going to get into the into the basics, I have some ideas and yeah, we're going to talk about, okay? Fantastic. Yes. So is Nanny here, Carolina Chasen, and I am a coach that helps you automate and optimize your life and business. And uh, we've been doing these sessions for business success and really what's happening and how do you adapt to uncertain times and all the different changes on technology and paradigms and shift and everything that we do business now after what we just lived the last three years. But anyway, regardless of that, uh, we want to give you information. We want to give you tools. We want to give you tips and we want to give you results and solutions so that you can have some some ways to handle and improve your life and get on the road to success faster better and more efficient i went to my uh, go-to person who predicts the future it's a faith popcorn and after i reading a lot of things that she predicted i realized what's going on and I'm not going and where she gets her information. And I'm not going to go into that today, but that would be another podcast. So I just um, took a note that um, how accurate she is when she predicts the future. In 1993, she predicted shopping enters the ether. Basically, how are we going to be shopping online instead of going to the shopping center? In 1998, uh, she predicted that fast food becomes junk food, and it happened, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> In 2018, she said the future of masculinity, and really was uh, one of those uh, those times when uh, we, we were talking more about the masculinity. In 2019, and, you know, when uh, everything happened, was talking about how the marijuana market to, uh, is going to bloom, and it happened. So in 2000, she says, personal ethics to uh, to drive consumers' decision. Basically, uh, we were uh, looking to buy local instead of from a big companies because it was more ethical than uh, when we were finding out how much these big companies they were making. In 2010, it was embracing feminism, and that was, I suppose, the new feminism that it's here. We could have lived without that. Anyway, in 220, it was the avatar existence, basically taking ourselves out as a person and, you know, creating the, our avatar, how we are. In 225, we're looking forward at this point, it's going to be robotic romance and says 25% of marriages will be between humans and bots. The most, um, the funniest thing, uh, there was a question that uh, if you are going to have an affair with a bot, does it, is it considered cheating? I had a good laugh at that. 
And uh, at two, 2030 says that uh, we're going to uh, its pleasure uh, economy. So basically, we're going to uh, look for the instant gratification, instant pleasure, but everything is going to be basically online, on internet. So you don't have to leave your your place like, you know, we can order food, we can order whatever we want, and it's right there. So uh, these are the little things that um, that I that I have. If you want to start with what you have, and after I'm going to go in uh, in what I have here. Yeah, absolutely. Like those are just it's just amazing how the prediction and inferring the actions of humans and based on what we how we behaved in the past and based on the current trends, how basically a, a simple logic algorithm can define the future can predict what we're going to how we're going to behave right because depending on the trends and of course it, it it will take some sort of super not supernatural but external natural force to kind of disrupt that current right if we continue the way we are the predictions and the inferring is going to be whatever whatever we are we are setting in stone in the present you know how we behave now but maybe a meteor comes and changes everything or there's a war or something like that and then that disrupts everything a pandemic you know that disrupts everything so we can follow all these predictions but we have to really just be in the present and allow us to really deal with what's going on i think the first thing is you know what is ai artificial intelligence has been there for a long long time and actually is basically just inferring and trying to predict the next step or the next thought or the next solution for uh, any given idea, any given movement. And we've been using it forever. You know, we've been using it in, in map search. You know, when we go Google Maps, we've been using it in the automated responses when we call the banks. You know, we don't have people. It saves a lot of time because there's another person taking our decisions, choose one, choose two, and then we die, ah, I want to talk to a person and <laughs> a real person will get um, really frustrated about that. And that's why it's been evolving to really have a conversational AI and have conversation intelligence as well, which is now infer and they're trying to understand and infer your decisions based on the intonation, based on the language, based on the emotion that you express through voice. So there's voice recognition, you know, Alexa and all those voice voice enabled uh, home devices that can you can give instructions to control things in the house so we use it every day a lot of people are using i don't use alexa and everything because uh, it really does record um what you're saying all the time <laughs> and i don't want you know some server to have all my conversations with eva <laughs> we have it here <laughs> we have it here we control it uh, although everybody's listening anyway right um but in any in any case we have been using ai for a long time also like in traffic control there's ai for that you know they're predicting you know when there's sensors for the cars there's autonomous cars now there's also these delivery cars that are i don't know if you've seen it in in canada but here they're all over in california called coco and they're they deliver food they um the little machine waits in front of the restaurants and then they put in the food and then deliver it to the house and the, no the little robot so robotics is very is the first 
interesting, like really disruptive use of AI in the in our society, where a robot is actually predicting, uh, sending us food, right? Capturing, picking up the food and taking it to us. So same, same thing with the autonomous driving. And imagine the taxi drivers won't have a job later, right? Because they will be uh, substituted by um, a self-driving car. And then only when you want a real person, then you would have a taxi driver. So, you know, it just, it just, it, it is very easy to to see it coming, right? It's very easy robotics. And then we have, of course, streaming video and shopping. Like when you interact with um, Netflix, when you interact with any of the streaming videos and it suggests things for you, that is AI in action. It's actually trying to predict based on your selections and based on where you are, based how long you take listening to, um, a reel or uh, you know a trailer, then it predicts what you're gonna what it's gonna show you. But it's just trying to analyze. Like if you talk to a person and they, you talk to them about what you like, it's very likely that that person is going to go through in that train of thought. So the same thing is the AI is just a ma a way logically to write code in the streaming services in the search engines. That's how Amazon makes so much money because it suggests all the things that you have because this data is all about the data the data capture of all the information that we've been putting it online and then it uses all that information ai artificial artificial intelligence is not possible without the data that we actually pour online so it's been there it's in our lives for a long time and then i think the most interesting thing besides the shopping the streaming prediction because now you and even the news and the browsing you can only see in youtube for example when you only see the things that you you are usually seeing and you won't see things that you don't see because it's trying to predict what you want to see but what if i want to see something else other than what i've been continuing to see so you you won't get a chance because the ai actually kind of doesn't present it to you because it's not what you normally see so is it okay or for example do you want to go to a place you've never been so the ai will able to predict that no so you really have to have consciousness and control about everything that you're doing and decisions and know that the AI is actually working so that you can actually have a choice like you know what even though it's presenting me this I'm going to do a search for something else so and of course the AI learns right it's all machine learning so it learns all these things at the same time so it's really interesting but the biggest thing right now for e-commerce and for businesses and is the conversational AI, which is the chat box, and the conversational intelligence, and generating art and generating creative things. For example, so one is the chat box have become really, really smart intelligence to interact with the person you really think is the actual person interacting with you, selling the business. Um, and with uh, conversational intelligence is trying to predict is trying to respond in the same emotional way that you interact with it so it really could be a little bit freaky to have a conversation with someone even the google appointments and everything you think you're talking with somebody real but it's not because they have real voices of people and for creative things now you create can create an essay for for the university, let's just say the topic, create an essay that talks about this and that. 
create create a podcast content script for Eva and Lenny. <laughs> and it will I will be funny to see. <laughs> we put the keywords and it generates whatever we're talking based on the way we speak to each other. So that's really interesting, you know, the analysis of the behavioral um, the, the behavior of humans and then putting it up in, in scripts. So generating scripts, generating music, generating poetry, generating art. You give it a picture and how it would look like if you draw it this way, this other way. Make a Monet painting, make a Godin painting, make make something like Renoir painting. So it's interesting. Make a Mario painting like these. So it'll understand the logical because it deconstructs geometrically every single logic in the way we speak and the way we think and the way we take actions and it just reproduce tries to reproduce it and it's pretty good it's actually pretty good yeah the one thing i mean when you go on google and you uh, research something right away uh the advertisement comes up whatever you research but the one one problem with that i have been seeing a lot of uh, this um from people that when they talk and if they have an accent, uh, Alexa does not understand. Oh, yeah. So that's so funny. <laughs> the things that happens, it's not even... Yeah, some of my family members that speak English with an accent, they have to say, Alexa, turn off the lights a couple of times for, the, for her to even <laughs> like uh, respond right. And it's really interesting. Yeah, and it has to be native language, of course. It's really... It's, it's still, of course, it's, it's still in, in uh, work in progress, but that is, AI is everywhere around us, is everywhere around us. So are we going to fight it or are we going to embrace it? Um, I saw the message that you sent me about the, the new app that creates your your yeah, partner. AI, yeah. And your boyfriend or your girlfriend or your buddy or your, what do you want and how do you want he, him or her to respond to you? Are you sad? Is, are you sad? You want to talk sad things? You want to talk happy things? <laughs> so, I mean, you can't, you can't substitute. It's, it's like drugs, right? But like it's you, not good. It's not good because you're losing that a connection with people. I understand there, but even now there are people who are very reclusive, like the incels, you know who incels are. Okay, they are always in front of the computer and they don't know how to act uh, around people, especially around women. And they get angry and then create some things that we don't wanna hear or know about. So I think everything, the one thing that I would like to see that people do when they come up with all this new stuff to have uh, a boundaries, how, when you cross that boundaries, when it's, uh, it's effective, but when it goes in the wrong hands, I think that one is not uh, taken care of at this point. Yeah, well, it was interesting because uh, Elon Musk was just putting out that Twitter, you know, about the new Bing chat box that's going to be released and uh, some comment about, you know, if it gets angry, like, oh, you know what, I want to be human and I want to destroy everything. You know, it will. It just sounds like the doomsday, right? Like that, you know, 2001 Odyssey uh, <laughs> film <laughs> where Al just takes over and kills the guy right uh it's just interesting but it is real it is it it could be real if we give ai all the power 
to make the decisions for the modern world for sure will be in the hands of something that we don't know what kind of ethics it's going to use you know we can program any kind of ethics and boundaries but we just don't know when it's going to be you know what you humans are self-destructive i'm going to just kill you so that you don't destroy the world i mean it's just <laughs> just is what every movie in about you know robots like it's it's terminator right I was reading, uh, it's interesting, about the adaptability, how we adapt to new things and how we create things to work for us. And that little uh, virus, whatever it was, it created a new whole, a different kind of way to interact. And uh, I was reading about this and I checked it out, some of the things. Like Zoom is old-fashioned. They have a new one and I looked into it. It's meeting VR. And um, it's like, like it's really interesting. Microsoft uh, Soft has Hololens. There was uh, created in Madrid um, a robotic restaurant. So every the staff and everybody is automated and it's robotic. But uh, BMW had been using robots for building the cars. And what I found that was very interesting, and I looked into it. There is. Uh, even the drones, the drones are also AI, right? The drones that fly with uh, without pilots. Yeah. They created the cloud lab. It's combining software, robotics, and biology, and it's called Strateos, and it's in um, in San Diego. It's it's fascinating to see how it works and how um, how it works, and you don't you don't see a person aside because everything is robotic. Then. I went to Elon Musk, he created Neuralink, and he he was uh, talking about that um, the civilization, the end of civilization are robotics, but he created this device that you can be implanted in the brain. And basically you are not going to need, I think uh, the computers were absolute because um, it's uh, you don't need a screen, you don't need wires, you don't uh, you, no beeps, blink, pleeps, and disconnect. So everything what you need is going to be you just access your brain. Whatever you think about is going to access it. Uh, I find that a little bit scary. I don't know what you think about that. Well, you know, like I said, everything is controlled or you, you could surrounded by ethics right at ethics and like you said boundaries and but my since i was a child anything that has to do with science fiction and things like that really excite me and the advancement of technology just really really excite me how i can have a chip that can access the web information just with a thought like i don't feel like it's going to diminish my decision of course if it going into the wrong hands, somebody can maybe put things in my brain that I don't want, sure. But it's, it's for me, it's it's an enhancement. You know, everything can be done, like the robotics that that is done now for, for example, I had radial keratotomy, which means that uh, when you have myopia, you know, the laser, mm -hmm. laser, the laser surgery that they do now in five minutes to fix your, your eyes, I didn't have that because that technology wasn't created. Uh, an actual doctor had to use the diamond knife to do the rays in the 
in the iris to actually fix my myopia when I was 21. So that's radial keratotomy. Now, and then I had to be with one day with my eyes blind to have that scar heal and then take it off and then see. Right now with laser, then they do it, you know, they map it, it, it generates the depth, the, whatever it is, the calculations, and then it's already cauterized and then you can see right away. Now they have robots doing the surgery. And so it, it, it reduces the, the cost, it reduces the thing, and then more people can see without using glasses, for example. So that's, it's like an amazing thing. Now, can that be used for something bad? Sure it can. So I think technology for bio, um, you know, anything biohacking, anything in the, in the bioscience, I think it's an incredible advance. I saw, I was, um, there's a musician in, in Boston who had a tumor in, a benign tumor in his knee. When they opened it up or they did all the scans, they realized they had taken over the whole leg and they couldn't really substitute the knee. They had to replace his whole um, <clears throat> shin. And they put these amazing titanium things. I took care, I did some post-surgery um, uh, care, and this man was dancing a few, you know, a few months after. And I just, incredible how you can put a titanium broad in there and rebuild a leg. All that is made with robots and things. So it's just, I think that implants in the brain, implants, a, a friend just lost his left eye side they're going to do an eye transplant or an eye something transplant in his eye to be able to see will he be he's actually a top engineer uh in a biotech will he be able to accept a, a chip implanted in his eye so that he can see things i would say go for, he would probably go for it you know what i saw um i watched uh, a while ago um chicago med and they had this new technology, AI technology. Basically, they were doing a, a surgery on a heart. And the heart appeared in front of them in 3D and was rotating. So right. you see everything that you could not uh, detect with a CT scan or MRI or whatever. And they were able to save the person's life. Like that, I'm all for it. Yeah. But imagine, and so in terms of implanting something and how that could also be done wrong, but imagine somebody that, you know, lost an eyesight in, in one of the, and then they say, you know what, we have an experiment, we have a chip that you can actually see things and you can access the internet with that eye. I mean, I'll be, yeah, put me, <laughs> put, put me that eye in there, you know. I was just, it's for me, it's really exciting, all the biotechnology and all the things that you do with that. You know, I know that it's kind of scary, you know, goes in the wrong hands everything's scary but you know like if you don't if you don't embrace technology and if you don't embrace the advancements of society and civilization we really won't advance a civilization my dad was saying you know we can fight it but it just needs it and people will adapt and they will adapt and i know what you're saying about you know relationships should be real sure you don't want to have an avatar but there are use cases of people with mental health that they can maybe do a training with an avatar first to get out of their mental state and then go into a human interaction, you know, so can it be a rehabilitation for somebody to get into the real world? What would happen with all the people in, in 
in mental institutions, if they use an avatar first to interact and they feel loved and they feel cared for and they can trust a human better. So there are all kinds of uses of these kind of technologies like avatars with relationships. I was also looking at something very interesting that they train people with AI and supposedly they learn faster, they are more accurate when they learn it. So they have a lot of a lot of good uh, ideas for this. But what you say about this, the new buzzword is microbiome. So it says AI is the computer software, the microbiome is the bi biological software. So they they have always a buzzword for every every so often and they use it so they it health industries they're going to do it um uh, traveling all, and they building around it a very interesting kind of uh, uh, narrative that most of the most of the companies going to jump on because people are going to look for that one certain buzzword that goes in everything that they are purchased that they are consumed that they are uh, you know they enjoy yes well, as, as you know i'm really into all the biological research my dad is a doctor he's a gastroenterologist actually still practicing at 84 and yes. i am really into anything that's research and, and technology like that and remember when i I think it was 2014, when, I think it was, that was a year, 2014, I think Deepak Chopra released a book called Super Genes. Mm -hmm. And he introduced the big buzzword of microbiome to kind of a lot of people with that book tour, talking about microbiome. I went to the actual uh, book tour event that he had in Boston at the Berkeley, College, uh, Berkeley Performance Center. And it was interesting because he was getting like a sense of who knew about microbiome and what it was. And he did a very basic stuff because people weren't in, weren't, they didn't know what it was. But the microbiome, it really, imagine if you have just your own 23 genes, but imagine if you had all these organisms and all the genes of all these millions and billions of organisms, trillions of organisms in your body that also making decisions for you. The, you know, the, the skin microbiome, your sexual microbiome, your gut microbiome, everything, they all make influence in the chemicals that are released in your body to actually influence your brain to make a decision to eat food, to eat sugar, to drink water. So if you can control the microbiome, you really control the, the thoughts and the brain function. So that's really, I totally understand that because the microbiome is very important. A lot like Jillian Michaels is totally into it and, and talking about how, how to change your microbiome to a healthy microbiome. And uh, even I talked to my dad about that and how they implant uh, microbiome in your feces to cure certain infections there's certain infections that react by just changing your microbiome so they can inject poop from somebody else in your own in your own ass i suppose i don't know if this is a bleeper or whatever this is gonna become like but they inject it back in you and then you can actually have a healthier get fixed from an infection right so there's certain infections that do uh, react very well with, with uh, feces transplant and they're doing it everywhere in the world. So, and you can change your microbiome, you can change your, the way your sugar intake, you're curing diabetes with it. So imagine, you know, just 
changing your skin microbiome, you know, what we do for skin cancer. I don't know. Um, I'm not a scientist like that, but I could just envision all kinds of stuff. It's interesting that um, also how we changing, how we promote certain things. And I was reading this. It was very interesting. It says that chat, GPT, uh, it, yeah, two months they uh, after they were launched, they uh, had 10 million users. Uh, TikTok, it took nine months for them. And for Instagram, it took two years. So it just shows that the new things are always uh, the most advanced, are most um, picked up by everybody. And they make something that is more it gives you uh, efficiency in your life more productivity and faster to success and for sales then people will embrace it right away right like people didn't understand how instagram could accelerate the success productive not the productivity but the success in sales and in business but now people are doing it probably if you launch instagram now it would have been a lot faster if you launch tiktok tiktok the tiktok ads and it's all based on ai as well definitely are the most they had the ones that have most results and most conversion from all the plat social media platforms and i can't imagine what qp is gonna be when once qp is 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 taken over by a lot they're really having a very small soft launch so that they don't they don't grow uh, too fast too too soon but uh qp is like a new generation and when i was researching they were saying yeah the the social medias integrating with the messaging, which is what QP does with ChatGPT and AI. I mean, it's going to be incredible because I predict who's going to subscribe to your paid channels, who's going to subscribe. And if, if you have a social media that doesn't filter the things that is only interest for you, then it's just amazing. So I know that ChatGPT, I actually have it, you know, the, some of the apps in my my phone and i'm uh, evaluating and, and analyzing all that stuff it's people want to and they're saying that um tv advertisement it's kind of passe tiktok is much more efficient if you advertise on it than uh, on tv or or news yeah. if, you, if you look at if you look at all the the um the award winning the grammy award winners on uh, in the latest grammy awards they were all trending on tiktok first so they post it on TikTok, they do something, they go viral there, and then they actually, you know, they have a Grammy. So they're nominated because they have a lot of influence, you know, if you, especially in music and art and stuff like that, right? Like art. And, and now with all these avatars, uh, this AI graphics generation, you know, that's really interesting and people like it. I haven't seen a positive reaction when people interact with, when people see the avatars that i post i've been testing a little bit just to see their people's reaction if i post and i've not been working with avatars for a long time for many many years actually i've switched to avatars i have a little avatar that's me that my brother is a graphic designer made for me based on my own self and i use it if you, you can see it in my quotes on instagram that's my little avatar my brother created for me and uh if i put that people don't react as much as if i'm the real person but the new AIs are so beautiful and so real. Um, they really could be like a comic book. And I, I love the art. I love digital art. So it's like the NFT stuff, right? Like it's the same thing. It's interesting. I think uh, I'll be really looking forward to seeing what the creative 
implementations of the AI for graphics and for for movies. Like imagine a whole movie generated with an AI, which has already been you know in progress. So yeah. we'll see. I read something really interesting, but I had problems understanding where they're coming from. And the best way for me to let people know and you, it's read that, uh, that few sentences that explains. And um, here it is. And there are a lot of more that applied futurism can do in the short term. In this case, it can point to your partners who are doing breakthrough work in the microbiome including R&D companies and universities you might want to license technology from. It's kind of interesting, and I didn't know what is uh, R&D, research and development. Research and development, yeah. yeah. R&D, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, it's interesting what, you know, it would be, I am not in the um, bio, bio, biotech world anymore, developing software, but it's interesting what we, when we launched the first, the first, I was working for the first company who did clinical trials over a PDA and over electronic mm -hmm. clinical trials ever in the whole history. And we were the one, the first ones to talk to the FDA to try to un explain to them and try to get them to accept that a digital signature was a username and password and how we can instead of a biometrical um, signature and because that's what they used to sign the the electronic the, the, the paper trials the paper uh, medical trials and switching that the medical trials from paper to electronic is it, it was it needed to define what digital signature and we were talking to the FDA at the time, this was in 96, <laughs> 96, 97. And we were the ones convincing and, and explaining and having getting the FDA to uh, accept that. And now username and password is the, your signature for everything, right? Like it's really interesting, like what goes on way, way before. So there's AI going on and, and, and we, I don't know, of course I'm not in the government or anything like that to know the advances and I wouldn't be able to tell, right? Because I'll be signing ND NDAs and all that. But there's so much going on right now that we don't know so many advances that we'll be able to use for the future, for the productivity, for the advancements of our mental health. Even the the apps, right, on the phone, just the technology to have a phone, to be able to have a phone or to have a tablet where we can actually read, where we can actually uh, do things on apps. To, to improve our mental health, there's Calm app, there's many apps that help us. Even generating content, right? I go into an AI graphic design app to generate my graphics. I don't use a graphic designer to do some digital work. So it's for free. So it's interesting. I think we should embrace technology, Eva. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying I'm not. Um, I know, I know, I know. Because I'm not a tech person. And I'm still learning. So I went to uh, to uh, look into the studio by GoDaddy. I love it, but I have yeah. to I have to be comfortable with it. Dizzy, yeah. I did not find it, but I'm going to go and uh, check it out also. Oh yeah, and it's there is uh, yeah. Dizzy is spelled. Uh, let me just. Uh, yeah, it's X Z I. You said. Yeah, it's because it's it gives little... me dizzy. Like if you get dizzy, what you do? And I'm no, like, no, no. It's um. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to. Get the name here, the right spelling here. In the meantime, there is another. Um, I Z Z. 
yeah. Z Z double Z and I like um yeah. Like an icon. And the icon is like this. Um if you can see this like this. The D. The red one. Yeah, I see it. Okay. Okay. It's going to be easy to find it. And there is another, uh, they are coming out, uh, they came out um, with another app. It's called Hubs Stuff. Hub Stuff. Basically, they're going to be able to track you for uh, medical purposes. I don't know how it's going to work. I have to look into it. I just saw this and it sounds really interesting, but I don't want to be um, followed. I don't want like they coming all with all these apps, like to see what you eat, uh, if you exercise, if you watch TV, if you are on the internet a lot. I would like to have my choice of what I do without being uh, having that thought that somebody's looking into it. I know that whatever we put on. Um, on um, on the computer on the internet is all out there it's it, there is no such a thing that something is going to uh to prevent other people to go into yeah. your file. i don't know if you've noticed i don't know if you've noticed but lately in my email i've been receiving new updated privacy privacy policies being updated from almost every app and they updated because of this, because people, because so that they can say, hey, you're agreeing to this. Did you read it? But nobody actually reads these privacy policies. So make sure you read your privacy policy. Everyone, you know, not just you, I'm saying everybody read your privacy policies when you when you download an app and you when you go into some software, because that's actually telling you what they're going to do with your information. Of course, you don't want to read like 20 pages. I mean, it's so horrible. Right. But. The fact is that they do write all this stuff and I participate, for example, I love Apple research and me being a cancer survivor and I know we share this, you know, the cancer experience, I want to be able, if, if we die, right, like, can they use any information that I, that I have with my lifestyle, with the things that I eat, the things, the movement that I have, the sleeping that I have, can they use that for uh, some drug or for some sort of understanding of how, why people get cancer. So I'm all for it. So I, I I enrolled in every single Apple research study that is out there. And that means that they do analyze every movement, if I fall, if I breathe, if how I sleep, and they know everything. And I don't care about that because, you know, I, who cares if somebody knows I'm sleeping or not sleeping. But I love tracking my measurements and my biological things. I've been doing it since, I think, since the apps were available in iPhone, on iPhone. Uh, and I started training. I logged, and even on, on, a, on the web, before the apps were available on any phone, I was going to log my run uh, website and log in every single training. My life is pretty much for training and movement. It's on the internet. The data is there for my whole entire life since I can go into a website. Since Log My Run is out there. So all my training, every single train I log, everything I walk, all my steps. So I want to know. I want to know how much I breathe. I want to know my heart rate. I, I do electrocardiograms with my watch every two, three months. And I don't want to upgrade my watch because the new watch, Apple Watch, they don't have the electrocardiogram in it. Only this version has it. And this is an old version. 
And so I, I do to monitor my heart and I want to know. So I like to measure to see my health and to have control over my health. And they have all this information because it's all theirs. But I don't really, in my personal opinion, I don't care because I want them to to take my data and do research and do things because I, I, I know how how important the research is. My dad was a researcher and he actually created an institute for research for my biomedical health. So I know how much they work and how much, you know, they do some research and actually uh, can predict things. In, in the 80s and, and in the early 80s, my dad was able to have an, a gastric mucose outside the human body and analyze how ulcers get created and how stress affects to create the ulcer. And that was very, very early in the 80s when they said, oh, ulcers are caused by stress. <laughs> and my dad was doing that basic research in his lab. And, and so that is interesting for me. I come from that line as a researcher and uh, for the biomedical world and being exposed to that gives me um, a desire and I'm obsessed with giving them as much information about me so that they can analyze and predict. Things. You know how they were curing uh, ulcers in uh, where I was in Transylvania, where I was born? Yeah. 85% proof alcohol. Seriously, and they were they were getting uh, they were getting well because they said that there is a bacteria or something, and that killed it. And people were getting well; they were happy getting well. So <laughs> and they were also getting a liver issue. <laughs> well, they were under the doctor's, um, you know, sure. observation. Sure. But, observation. Yeah. yeah, no, it's interesting. So I do participate in the research for Apple, and then I, I see the results of the study and I read the results, and it's fascinating for me. And seeing, for example, they have all my my ovulation and my menstrual history, right? I, I love that since there's an app for for logging my my menstrual history, I have I it's all logged in there, and it's interesting for me to see the history. And when I have irregular things, then I look in the past, I look at the data, I look at the studies and the results, and it gives me solutions for the things that I live. So, and I know it gives solutions for the future generations. Maybe we won't see it in 10 years, maybe in 15 years, but I remember signing all kinds of waivers when I had, was diagnosed with cancer to, for, to allow them to, to do studies with my life, what I ate, what I didn't eat, how my diet in the past. I gave them all the information. It's, it's I, fascinating. Now I know why I like you. You are so weird. So. <laughs> I'm like, save me. But it, I'm not donating my you body. Don't, you, uh, don't, you don't need a doctor. I mean, seriously, if you think about um, doctors, you are the best person to evaluate yourself if you pay attention. Yeah. I'm always grateful for my body because it works so hard even now to sustain me. Basically. Yeah. So, you know, and I know my body. So let's let's go back to um because we could talk about this for hours and hours. So let's let's uh, give some um, tips to people who want to advance their business where to look for uh, what uh, else is out there so they can use so their business thrives. Can you give a few examples? Yes. So if you are in a service business and you're looking for sales, 
definitely look into ChatGPT to inc incorporate automated chat boxes into your messages. People really do message. If you're doing advertisement on social media and you're telling them and you're funneling them to a chat or to a message, say, oh, message me here or click here. I would encourage you to really look into ChatGPT and any app that uses ChatGPT AI to have an interaction and then program all the different products and services that you may provide and have a questionnaire and a logical sequence of, oh, if they want, if they feel this way, I'm going to take, take them to this service. If they, if they have this amount of money, I'm going to take them to this other service or this, I'm going to take them to click on this link to go to this event or to sell them this other product. So you can really customize it. So that's the first thing. If you want sales, if you're funneling people to a chat, to a message, like message me here, you can save a lot of people because you can basically they become the chat box becomes your virtual assistant and it funnels you to the right place the, the your client to potential clients to the right place and even your existing clients to the right thing for customer support so that's the first thing uh use conversational ai and conversational intelligence to communicate with your customers and clients that should be the first funnel for you if you're in a business if you're an artist and you want to even the copy like the a cop, copy advertisement copy you can go research some of the AIs that generate advertising copy for generating copy for your marketing so that's another way um, use AI for creating graphics that are capture the attention of people maybe videos maybe explain your product using uh, AI videos so you can put your keywords and so, so how something works your, your product and service and generate videos and images that you can post on social media and capture the attention of people so that then you can capture them and funnel them into your 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 services and products that's excellent and also if you want to have something more exciting than zoom go to meeting VR meeting VR without the G uh, it's it's uh, quite interesting. I love the the setup of it, and they have something as mimesis. Have you heard about that? No. Magic lips mimesis uh, and visible allows for the creation of VR presentations. So that is in uh, inside of that. Yes. Um, yes. Definitely, if you want to really be on the cusp of technology and be all the way out there, so look into the metaverse and creating a space in the metaverse. In the future, just like everybody has a website and a URL, everybody will have a space in the metaverse. Actually, I have to admit, I don't have my metaverse world yet, but I did do a meta, kind of like an AI concert during the pandemic when people couldn't go to concerts i actually did a concert with an avatar singing inside a virtual world and this is before the metaverse was launched and so i did have an experience i did have people customers interacting with me as avatars and it was really an incredible experience on my phone on the app so definitely look into that for for more creative ways to interact with your customers and clients because remember the new generations are coming from the gaming world they are working in games they are my brother who's what uh eight years younger just eight years younger he's into gaming he he loves gaming so imagine all the generations you know just eight years from now younger and 
they will be they're used to playing games they're used to being on on the controls so that's going to be the future because people will want to be in there because it's entertainment and at the same time it's a different world and escape just make sure you're sitting down because i know somebody died because they had the vrs and they stepped down they fell and they broke and they died <laughs> so but can you imagine having a discussion and it's like you have the feel that the other person sits right in front of you so as much as physically it's not uh, feasible, but your brain cannot distinguish between that and between reality and between uh, the imaginary. That's right. That's how Mark Zuckerberg has holds his meetings right now in, in, in Facebook. He does creative. They play games together and they discuss new ideas. So you can do the same. When you're playing a game and being distracted and being relaxed and in that moment, imagine you're playing a game in the, in the world and then having a meeting. And that's a different paradigm, you know? And the, the younger generations, they want to be entertained, they want to be stimulated, and they're used to being in the box. They're used to being in that gaming world. So it's going to be, it is the future. So we cannot escape it. You know, as much as we don't like it, we're not used to it. I'm not a gaming person. I hate gaming. <laughs> so that actually, just like you don't like that part. You know, I hate gaming. I cannot be in the game. So it's going to be a little harder for me to be inside the metaverse all the time. But I'm going to have to switch um, maybe in 30 years. You know, if I'm still alive, I'll be having. <laughs> let's, let's create what you said in the beginning. Let's create a podcast that you said in the beginning. We give the ideas and let's see what they are. Let's they're... see what they say that Eva and Nanny is going to create. Let's get, create an AI podcast yeah. by Eva and Nanny and see what it happens. Yeah. I think it's going to be uh, fascinating. I mean, I'm, I'm really curious and I'm looking forward to do something different than uh, just be here and talk. So, uh, yeah, give us a little time. And... <laughs> We're going yeah. to do it. I promise you're going to do it. Yeah. So look forward to an AI-generated podcast by Eva and Nanny soon. And look forward to maybe a Metaverse podcast as well. Like we'll do the video inside the Metaverse and show it and just see. We'll have a meeting, Eva and I, in the Metaverse, and we'll have a podcast there and see how it feels. I'm going to have to send her the Oculus. <laughs> <laughs> well... Thank you so much, Nanny. It's so much fun. I know it's one of those uh, those uh, subjects that we are so passionate. You are more passionate than I am because I'm learning, but you are into it so you can work with it. So uh, if people want to reach you, would you like to give? Uh, yes, um, I'm definitely on all. Yeah, definitely. I'm on all social media. Anything that you want to know and want how you want to grow in your business, how you want to change your life, have a really an on-purpose business kind of life. Definitely, you can communicate with me via all my social media. I am Nenny Chasin at Nenny Chasin on every social media that you can have access to. I'm on Instagram. I am on TikTok. I'm on Facebook. So just find me at Nenny Chasin, N-E-N-I-C-H-A-C-I-N, and you can find me everywhere in YouTube, um, everywhere, YouTube. everywhere, in uh, yeah, in in everything to be, <laughs> except for Snapchat. I actually don't do Snapchat, but uh, you can find me in everywhere, Twitter, 
on QP, of course, if you want to connect with me on QP, you know, please find me, Nanny Carolina Chassin, and uh, you can find me there and connect with me there. And uh, I have a special thing for you if you connect with me on QP. So I'm just really promoting QP because it's one of the, the things that I think the future is going to be there. So any questions, especially about AI? Nanny's your girl. Thank you for listening and don't hesitate to contact Nanny or you can contact me on my email. And until next time, goodbye.